Dragnets. The Jack Benny Program. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. George Burns and Gracie Allen. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. We offer you escape. Follow Miss Brooks. Suspense. Richard Diamond, private detective. Fibber McGee and Molly. The Great Gildersleeve. Radio Theater. In the air. Dedicated to man's imagination, the theater of the mind. You know what our call letters WGN stand for, don't you? WGN Radio Theater. The special three-hour presentation with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right. It is 1146, which means we're about 46 minutes late getting started here. Because of White Sox, um, but we're here. We are here nevertheless, Lisa Wolf. Right, I know our announcer said three-hour presentation, yeah. but we are at almost three-hour presentation. No, not anywhere near almost. <laughs> well, we're more than half. Two hours so and 15 minutes. We're more than half, so that's almost. Okay. All well, right. it's program 397 <laughs> in the series. It's June 22nd. It's our all-Western weekend and we were going to listen to Gunsmoke, Have Gun, Will Travel, and Hop Along Cassidy. We're going to put Hop Along Cassidy back on the shelf. Okay, William Boyd as Hop Along Cassidy is going back on the shelf. We'll bring him back some other time. We will listen to Gunsmoke with Bell's Back with William Conrad. And then Have Gun, Will Travel, starring John Daner. So we will have that beginning in our next hour, Gunsmoke, and then Have Gun, Will Travel. But right now, we're going to play our game, Is It Real?, or is it ridiculous? How does that sound, Lisa? I would love to play the game. Okay, what do they win? Uh, we are going to be giving away... Yeah. Um, here it is. Uh, a pair of lawn tickets to Ravinia. It's on July 12th to see the film West Side Story with the score performed live... Oh, that's live one I'm singing, right? ...by the Chicago I'm Symphony Orchestra. I'm singing that one, I think. Well, only if you're in the film will you be singing. Oh. Oh, are you in that film, West no, Side Story? No, I wasn't even born, I don't think, when West Side Story was made... Okay. I don't know when it was made. That's a really good question. I'm guessing West Side Story, probably like 60-something. That's a good question, right? We're, we're going to look, we're gonna look that look up. up. But um, you know what? One of our listeners will text in well before I'll have and that And who is up. the celebrity? Uh, the celebrity is Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Yep. What uh, caller uh, would you like? We're going to look for caller number six. So you can call right now, 312-981-7200. Call right now, and we will be right back. Come on, baby. Let's get and we have Kathy on the phone to play a little real or ridiculous tonight. Hey, Kathy. How are you guys tonight? So good. Carl, how Hi, are Kathy. you? Kathy, I'm doing good. I'm a little, you know, I don't like getting a late start. You know, it what throws me do? all off. You know what I mean, Kathy? It doesn't take a lot to throw them throws off. throws me so it's all okay. off. And then, you know, William Boyd, Hopalong Cassidy. He's he, not too happy can't play Hopalong Cassidy now. He's, he hopped along, and we got to check him yeah, out. Yeah, he hopped week. along. Exactly right, Kathy. Well, we're going to have him come hop back another night. <laughs> <laughs> but Kathy's going to Ravinia. Oh, yeah. yeah. She sure Sounds is. Good. We're going yeah. to get to and, that. And by the way, that film was made in 1961, so I was, I was not born yet. So I, well, I am not singing in that movie. Right, but otherwise you would have been, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, pretty yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to go? Yeah. All right, number one, Michael J. Fox wrote a book called Lucky Man, a memoir. Is that real or ridiculous? Kathy, what do you think? Hmm, let's say it's, um, oof. what do you think? Right, Carl, you I want to help her out? It sounds real to me. 
Okay, I'll go with that. Go with real? Real. Real is absolutely correct. It was released in 2002. Absolutely true. All right, we're on a roll, Kathy. Okay, number two. The J in his name stands for John. Real or ridiculous? Mm, she seems very sneaky tonight. She's got a sneaky little look in her face. I have a sneaky little She's got a sneaky, look on my face. Sneaky look on her face. So I'm thinking, yeah. what do you think, Kathy? Ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we're kicking butt. <laughs> Actually, his middle name is Andrew, so it Jay is? is made up. Yeah, really? that's Andrew. Uh, Jay, Jay for Andrew. You know what? <laughs> Kathy and I are a good team here. Yes, you are. All right, keep it up. You got one more chance to you know mess things up. Number three, <laughs> he has raised over $240 million for research of Alzheimer's disease. Real or ridiculous? Yeah, I'm sure he's raised a lot of money for that. What do you think, Carl? Uh, I kind of think it's real, Kathy. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, it's a specific number, but I know he's raised a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. Let's say, let's say real. Yeah, I go with real on that. You know, the problem here is not with the amount of money. It's with the research cost. Now, do you remember what kind of disease he has? Uh, well, he has a Parkinson's, yeah. I think. So, unfortunately for oh, both of you. <laughs> so, she tricked us, see? She tricked us. Unfortunately for both of you, he has raised over $240 million, but it's for Parkinson's See disease. how tricky she is? I told you. I'm telling you, but tricky. Kathy, you should see what it's like to work with her every weekend <laughs> here. You would not it's believe. It's a lot. You would not believe what it's like. It's a I lot. I am such, I'm a saint. Here's the thing, Kathy. As difficult as I am, it's nothing compared to Mr. High Maintenance over here. Kathy's on my side. <laughs> She's not. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is here is, Kathy, you have just won a pair of lawn tickets to Ravinia on July 12th, and you're going to see the Oscar-winning film West Side Story with the score performed live by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and you'll join our very own Dean Richards before the film, for a pre-concert discussion should be fantastic. You can get tickets oh, yeah. at org. So congratulations. You're a lot of fun to play Way with. Way to go, <laughs> Kathy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have fun. Just quickly, Carl, while we're on the subject of Ravinia, I just have to mention, I know I posted it on Facebook, but um, I did go to see Tony Bennett uh, last night. Uh, This is his 40th year performing at Ravinia. Wow. And uh, not only did I get to see his absolute amazing show, and it was amazing, he is remarkable. He sang on that stage for uh, almost an hour and a half without I stopping. Left my heart. You know the funny thing was when I came to the show in San Francisco. Well, he's saying that, but I didn't know. Who does know, it better, me or him? I, I can't decide. But here's the thing: I didn't know any other lines to that song other than that one. So I looked up the lyrics before I went, and I still can't remember. Do you have a lot of time on your hands. I guess time. I do. But here's the thing: this guy is 93 years old and. And he didn't forget a lyric. He didn't miss a beat. He was fantastic. And the best part of it, Carl, was I got to go meet Tony Bennett and talk to him after I actually the show. Think, I think he's an AI. I don't think he's actually really Tony Bennett. I think they put an AI up there and have uh, artificial intelligence uh, oh. Tony Bennett. Well, I touched him. I shook he's his real? hand. I oh, put my arm around oh. him. Because and- he doesn't seem 
like he could do that at 93 years old. I, to, I, I don't to know. To put on that kind of a performance. I don't know how he you sure does it. sure it wasn't a hologram? I'm really or sure. Or an AI? I touched him. So uh, okay. <laughs> that sounds funny, but I really... <laughs> oh, there's a picture. There is a picture you of Lisa. You touched him and he didn't break. He was... You know what? I will tell you that we, we talked for a few moments and he had a smile on his face and so did I. And I just felt no, no, this no, warmth no. and hang, connection. Hang on, hang on a second, Lisa. <laughs> I know, Carl. I saw the picture, say. right? There's a picture of me really gooey, smiling did you, did right you, at his face. Did you post that picture? I did. Okay. So, you folks, you have to look at this picture. <laughs> it's a picture of Tony Bennett smiling. And I'm co- holding looking his completely hand. We're shaking normal. hands and I'm holding Tony his Tony Bennett hand. looks completely normal. Lisa looks like <laughs> something <laughs> otherworldly. It's doesn't true. Look like, it's not doesn't a, even okay. look like you. It's not a flattering picture of me. I will grant you that. But I was so taken aback to meet this wonderful legend yeah. um, that I really just was just all gooey. And I was just so excited to be there that I couldn't contain my excitement. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very funny picture I know. of you. I mean, I it know. says it all. It's very, the expression says it all. I know. And how much fun you were having meeting I, I had a great time. Meeting I was Tony just, I Bennett. Couldn't, I will remember that for a long time. I love my Here heart. Here he goes. I don't know the next in line. San Francisco. Um, I don't, I don't remember know. That's the it. next that's line. That's all I know. That's no. about it. Yeah, that's it for me too. Wow. Well, you know, uh, Ravinia is a you know Ravinia is a really great place. You you know you you get to go on the lawn and you have a well, picnic basket. I didn't basket. sit on the lawn. I know, but, but we had pavilion seats. But the... there were hundreds of people on the lawn, and you sit under the stars. Yeah, and it truly is a magical evening there. Bring and some Roma wine. I felt very special being you know? there. <laughs> Lisa loves her Roma wine. No, I did not have Roma wine. I did have a cup of tea though she had, she had a, <laughs> it you know, was cold. four or five bottles of roma it wine it was a cold night it's pretty good up there that's pretty it's much a, how it went it's yeah. a pretty good bennett yeah <laughs> bennett did hey, you call ben, him hey bennett is it pre- pretty yeah. good yeah that was how it that's went. that's what you said to but him. it was really really special yeah so, well um, he's you know what um great there's for only Kathy. one tony bennett there's only and one. his daughter opened for him his right? daughter antonia bennett uh sang for a first maybe 15 minutes antonio bennett antonia 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 bennett yeah and she had how many sang how many songs how many songs did she sing approximately oh um, I'd say four or five. Oh, okay, so it was a short open, mm-hmm. and then he comes out. And... He sure did, and the audience was fantastic, wow. so supportive, and everybody was cheering and yelling. Forty years, and of we were coming standing, to and he smiled, and his arms were out, and he just took it all in, and it was just really special. I don't know how to say it any better. Wow, I'm still just kind of reeling from I from the evening. My heart. <laughs> Fly me to, to the, the moon. moon. Something to the stars. All right, Lisa All right, Wolf. Carl. I'm glad you had fun. It, I sure did. This was last night? Yes. Oh, that's wow. why I'm still kind of excited. How cool is that? I know. Yeah, Lisa gets to do all the fun stuff. I do. Yeah, I, I do. Gotta, I got to prepare you know the show. We just, just get all the shows worked <laughs> and out. I, I don't work do with anything. Mike, you get him the work. shows, do and the I commercials. Do but here's the good thing: Lisa Next, shows up. I show up. What else do I need to do, right, Carl? Next hour, we will be giving away another pair of lawn tickets to Ravinia. So stay tuned for that for our well, right. for the next hour of the show. So in our next hour, it's Gunsmoke. William Conrad stars as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. 
Then in our third hour tonight, it's Have Gun, Will Travel from 1959. John Daner stars as the man called Paladin. It's an all-Western weekend, and uh, tomorrow night we have an hour-long Lux Radio Theater starring John Wayne in She Wore a Yellow Ribbon. It's an hour-long... Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right, thanks, David. It is 12.07 in the morning here. It is Sunday morning, and we are going to listen to Gunsmoke on uh, a broadcast from 1956 called Bell's Back, starring William Conrad. That's in this hour. In our next hour, it's Have Gun, Will Travel with John Daner from 1959. But right now, Lisa, we're going to play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? That hour went by so quickly. Here we are, (laughs) hour two. Is it real or is it ridiculous? The celebrity is Neil Patrick Harris. And <laughs> yes, yes, and Doogie Hauser. That's right, Doogie yeah. Hauser, MD. And the prize will be again a pair of lawn tickets to Ravinia, July twelfth, to see the Oscar-winning film West Side Story with Carl. No, <laughs> with the score performed live by not Carl Amari, but the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. So great prize under the stars, and we are going to look for caller number four. So call right now, 312-981-7200, and we'll be right back. Come on, baby. All right, we're going to get ridiculous with Connie. Hey, Connie. Hey, how are you guys? So good. How are Hi, you, Carl? <laughs> I'm good, and I love. I look forward to you guys every Saturday and Sunday. How nice of you! Well, to thank say. you, thank and we're you. glad you waited for us a little bit, a little, just a little while. We made it in that first hour. No, forty-five minutes isn't yeah, a little while. I, I, Connie, forty-five <laughs> minutes isn't a little while. It's a little while. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, when you're waiting for classic radio, forty-five minutes is an eternity. Well, sitting yeah. around with you right, waiting Connie? was an eternity. Yeah. You're, you're right, definitely. <laughs> I had to spend an extra 45 minutes sitting here waiting to go on the air. Yeah, well, it was uh, difficult. More difficult for me than for him, for sure. But we're on the air now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play a little Neil Patrick Harris. Number one, when Neil started acting, he went by his full name because there was already another actor named Neil Harris. Real or ridiculous? Mm. Mm, she's so sneaky. Yeah, she is tonight. Definitely. Yeah, but, but the good sneaky. news is you're a winner no matter what. So all fun. I, I know. <laughs> but I like to be right with the right I know. Yeah. I like it when you're right. It's just Carl I like to get. Well, I'm, I like to I'm going with whatever Connie says. I'm all not right. going to give you any joy. Okay. I'll still okay. have joy. I'm going to say real. It's real. Well, I didn't get to say Oh, it. so sorry. All right, real. You said you were going with whatever she said, and she said real. Well, so, you got it right. All right, so all right. I made this. I made that big leap. Okay, so far, Connie so knows good. Her stuff. Okay, number oh two, God. a series of unfortunate events earned Harris a Golden Globe nomination. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'm gonna say real. Yep, real. I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> it didn't. I'm sorry. He he did get four nominations, uh, but not for that. He got Clarice Hart, Doogie Hauser. Oh, three. And How I Met Your Mother, but not a series uh, of unfortunate events. See how events. sneaky she is? I'm so sorry yes, for Connie, but for Carl, fun. I'm glad that you got it wrong. Number three, he hosted the Tony Awards four times. 
Real or ridiculous? I'm going to say real. 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 That is absolutely true. All right. So you got two out of three. That's about as good as it gets around here. That's pretty good. Absolutely. And what's great is you have just won a pair of lawn tickets to Ravinia on July 12th. You're going to see the Oscar-winning film West Side Story with the score performed live by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And you'll join our very own Dean Richards before the film for a pre-concert discussion. I just met a girl named Maria. 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 I feel pretty. Oh, I so feel pretty. pretty. I, oh, so pretty. And I, yes. I love it, and I love you guys, and I Aww. thank you. Thank you. Aww, thank you so thanks, much. Connie. One thing I just do want to mention for everybody else who didn't win, like Connie and like Kathy, you can get your tickets at ravinia.org. Yeah, have That's a good important. time, Connie. Thank you, Connie, okay. for calling. It was great to hear from See you. See you later. Thank you. Thank bye you. Bye. Bye. You did great. All right, uh, so she's a big winner, Lisa. Yeah, great callers. Oh, great we love job. our listeners. 312-981-7200 is our text in line, and we love when you text us. We sure we do. We love to hear from you. Or so 312-981-7200. <laughs> uh, before we start, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke is uh, uh, pretty regularly part of the Classic Radio Club. So if you're part of the Classic Radio Club, you've been enjoying Gunsmoke. You've also been enjoying Suspense and Inner Sanctum and Jack Benny and all the great radio shows that we send you direct from Master Recordings if you are part of the Classic Radio Club. Now, this is a club we've had for about a year. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members, and it's really easy to join. If you'd like to get 10 of the greatest classic radio shows sent to your home on five CDs in a collector case each month or sent via digital download, you'll also get liner notes, all kinds of liner notes about the shows. All you have to do is go to our website, which is Classic Radio Club. Com. Now, we've made it super easy for every single one of our listeners to try it. Now, just to try it for the first month, just experience what it's like to get this uh, case of CDs in the mail or digital downloads. It's only $1 for the first month. So if you don't like it, you don't want to continue, just cancel, and you can cancel. You won't get any more shipments. So try it. Go to Classic Radio Club. Dot com. It's all there. You can sign up for the CD version where you'll get the CDs every month, or you can sign up for the digital version. But you'll only spend $1 the first month. You do have to pay the shipping and handling of four ninety nine if you are getting the CDs. But digital, just $1. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, Lisa, you ready for Gunsmoke? Oh, yeah. Big Western weekend. Gunsmoke was uh, one of the most uh, famous adult Western series. It was created by Norman McDonald and John Meston. It came to radio in 1952 and lasted all the way to 1961. These were stories in and around Dodge City, Kansas, uh, mid to late 1800s. And the main person on this series was all about Marshal Matt Dillon. He was played by William Conrad. His deputy, Chester Proudfoot, was played by Parley Bear. And there was all kinds of great Western stories on here, and uh, William Conrad was great in the role. Of course, it made a transition to television starring James Arness. But we have a radio broadcast from September 9, 1956. It's called Bell's Back. Here's William Conrad now in part one of Gunsmoke. 
Cosmo. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Smoke, starring William Conrad, the transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal, the first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Good evening, Matt. Hello, Doc. I've been waiting for you. I'm all set up. Oh, well. Might as well put away that cribbage board. We won't be playing tonight. Oh, why not? Have you found an easier mark? No, but you're going to hightail it up the street once you hear the news. Yeah? Matt, Bell's back. Bell? Uh, Bell who? Bell who? Bell Ainsley, that's who. You got a mighty short memory for a man who used to eat dinner out of her place two and three times a week. Well, she was a good cook, that's all. Besides, that was three years ago. Oh, Matt, you know, doggone well, you... Why don't you forget it, Doc? Um, is just Crider with her? No, she's come back alone. Well, that's too bad. Too bad? Why? Just Crider's no good. That's just why. He was wanted three years ago when he left here with her, and he's wanted even more now. Here, here, take a look at this bulletin from Wichita. Hold up at the Stockman State Bank, wounding two bank guards. Mm -hmm. Santa Fe, three counts of highway robbery. Lordsburg, hold up at the Butterfield stage, driver killed. All right, so Jess Crider's a thieving killer. Everybody knows that. Well, that's why I'd like to see him come back. Mr. Dillon? Yeah, what is it, Chester? Guess who is back, Mr. Dillon? I already know, Chester. Yeah, but that ain't all. She's... Chester, if one more person comes in here and tells me about Bell Ainsley, so help me up. I'll... You're what, Matt? Bell. She was right outside, I was going to say. Well, come on. Come on, Chester. And I'll buy you beer. Well, I... Gosh. Well, I'll see you later, Mr. Dillon. How are you, Matt? I'm fine, Bill. And you? Hmm? A little older. Are you visiting or are you planning on staying? Well, I'm staying. It's the town will let me. Uh, what about Jess Kreider? Where is he, Bill? I don't know. And I don't care. I left him in Durango. I'm through with him, Matt. I see. I want to stay here with my father. He's, he's getting old, and my kid sister, Phyllis, well, she's grown into a young woman since I went away. 
And pretty bitter, I understand, when it comes to you. Uh, she'll get over it. Everybody will, if you'll help me, Matt. Help you? Three months after I left, I came back, if you remember. And I found the good people of Dodge had already tried and condemned me. What could I do but go back to Jess? Well, you chose to run off with him in the first place. Chose? Who knew whether I had? Who bothered to ask? You? Anybody? What are you saying? Matt, I rode out of Dodge, thrown across the back of Jess Crider's saddle, with a gag in my mouth and my hands tied. Oh. Why didn't you tell somebody that? Who'd have believed it? But he didn't keep your hands tied for three years, Bill. Matt, a woman has to have somebody. Somebody who wants her. And nobody here did. As bad as he was, Jess was my man. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do, Bill? Just tell people, that's all. If you believe me, just tell them how it happened. <laughs> Oh, evening, kidding. Oh, where'd you get all the crowd? The trail herd's in. The bar double D from the panhandle. Huh? I, uh, I understand an old friend of yours came back last week. <laughs> you know, a man tips his hat twice to a woman around here and he's married. Is that really all you did, Matt? Tip your hat twice? Yeah, just about. Have you talked to Bill? Well, in passing... I heard a story. You believe it, Matt? That's possible. It's the kind of a thing Just Kreider would do. I don't know for sure. Well, if it did happen that way and she's left him for good, then I guess maybe she's got some sympathy coming to her. Yeah. She sure didn't get much at home. Uh, what do you mean? Well, she moved back in at the ranch. Yeah, so I heard. It was all right with her father, probably on account of her cooking. Oh! Uh, you remember her cooking, Matt? I remember old man Ainsley well enough. He worked both those girls half to death. Well, anyway, I guess her sister really raised Cain. Well, I figured that'd happen. She's hated Belle ever since the night she ran away with Kreider, who was taken away. But I didn't think she'd carry it so far. Now, what do you mean? Phyllis left the ranch yesterday and moved into town, Matt. She's got a room over the Dodge house. What? Uh-huh. A 15-year-old kid living here alone? Yeah, I know. I'll go see her and talk to her, kidding. But I don't think it'll do any good. Marshal, Chester. How are you, Dovey? Some of my guests been kicking up their heels, have they? Uh, Dovey, I understand that the youngest Ainsley girl, Phyllis, took a room here yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, she certainly did. Wanted to get away from that environment, I reckon. I can't say I blame her, Marshal. I know if my sister had been cavorting around for three years with a cutthroat like Jess Kreider, I... Dovey, would you mind telling the girl that I'd like to talk to her? 
And I can't very well do that, Marshal. Oh, why not? Because she up and left this evening. What? Yep. I've already left the room somebody else. She said she was leaving the country and wasn't coming back. Leaving the country? Well, was she alone? Well, now, she walked out alone, but I kind of had the impression there was some man waiting for her outside. And you let her go? Well, there wasn't nothing I could do about it. Well, you could have told somebody, or family, or me. She's only 15, Doby. Well, that's growed up the way I look at it. Anyway, I figured it's just another case like her sister, Belle. And it sure ain't none of my responsibility. Chester and I saddled up and rode out to the Ainsley Ranch, or a homestead it was, actually. A broken back spread with a flinty range and short water. When we got there, we sat and talked with Belle and her father, all polite and formal-like. And nobody saying much of what they meant. Chester kept looking at me funny because I didn't mention young Phyllis, but I'd decided against that two minutes after we walked in. And I still hadn't said anything when we left. Bell came out of the yard with us. It was nice of you to ride out, Matt and Chester. Well, I... Nobody else from town's even been near the place. Well, they're slow people to change, Bell. It takes them a while, I guess. they got to get over feeling kind of awkward around you, I guess. Well, it's not only the outsiders who feel awkward around me. Oh? Well, I guess you wondered where Phyllis was... She's moved out, Matt. She took a room in town. Well, she'll get over it. A girl can be pretty flighty at that age. I suppose so. Well, thanks for coming out. Sure. You ready to ride, Chester? Yes, sir. We'll see you again, Bill. I hope so. Good night, Matt. Good night, Chester. Good night. Mr. Dillon, you didn't say one word about Phyllis. Wait a minute, Justin. We're going to ride away from here now, but we're coming back later tonight. What? Didn't you notice how they acted? Old man Ainsley was scared to death, and Bell was jumpy as a young colt. Well, I did notice that, but... Bell didn't come back home alone, Chester. Just criders around somewhere. the first portion of Gunsmoke, September 9th, 1956, Bell's Back with William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. You know, we have an entire weekend of Western favorites, all uh, all adult Westerns, because Gunsmoke Adult Western, Have Gun Will Travel Adult Western, and then tomorrow night, well, actually tonight when we come back here, John Wayne in an hour-long broadcast on the Lux Radio Theater, She Wore a Yellow Ribbon. And so, uh, you know, I like to tell jokes every once in a while, so I thought I'd tell you a couple of Western jokes throughout the night, Lisa. So here's my first one. You ready? I'm ready, Carl. Okay, what do you call a happy cowboy? I, I don't know, Carl. What do you call a happy cowboy? A jolly rancher. All right, that's the first one. Good. Simmer on that one a little okay, bit. Okay, I'll have to try to <laughs> well, figure it out while, while I'm thinking about it. While we take a commercial break. Hey, Roger. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. Yes. I have a question for you guys. Oh, Roger. 
Here we go. Why did the cowboy die with his boots on? You know, Roger? Do you know, Lisa? Any idea? Well, I don't think he had any choice. I know that's not the <laughs> joke, but uh, why, Carl, did the cowboy die with his boots on? He didn't want to stub his toe when he kicked the bucket. Oh. Chirp. 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 Got it. Chirp. 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 Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right. It is 1237. Thanks, Roger. Roger's going to be celebrating a birthday pretty um, soon. We're going to celebrate tonight, which is tomorrow morning, which is we're his birthday. Also and celebrate for Shantae. Shantae's birthday. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a party. Yeah, we're going gonna to do something fun tomorrow. <laughs> well, actually, right, tonight when we come back here, yep. something real fun. We are going to dress Lisa up in um, a clown costume, and she's going to juggle. And uh, yeah, Roger's laughing. She's going to juggle. She's very experienced in that. She's been juggling you for years. I try. She's going to have four or five bottles of Roma wine. Well, now that's a party. She's going to wear her that hair. That only help me on the radio. Dripping in wild root cream oil. Well, that mm-hmm. could help me out too a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> Cresta Blanca. And where could we go Cresta wrong? Blanca. And uh, and then some. And we'll bring uh, some Jello. Jello. So it's perfect. That'll all be tonight. We come back tonight. Big party night. Going to be a lot of fun. But right now it's time for the conclusion to Bell's Back, starring William Conrad on Gunsmoke. figure Kreider was right there in the house tonight when we was, Mr. Dillon? No, he couldn't have been, Chester. There's no place for him to hide. Probably hold up in the barn. We'll look there first. Yes, sir. There's a lantern burning inside. Yeah. Now, you wait here and keep me covered. I'll edge up to the door and then go in fast. Yes, well, now, you be careful. Ryder? Jess? Come on in, Chester. He ain't here? No, but he has been. You see that blanket on that straw there? It's made up for a bed. Well, maybe he's up at the house now. I don't think so. The only horse in here is that old spavin mare Ainsley uses on the buckboard. Just Kreider to have the best mount he could lay his hands on. Maybe the two of them got spooked up and made a run for it. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think so. Get your hands up, man. Well, well, uh... You too, Chester. Oh, well, I... Jess? Jess? Forget it, Bill. He's too far away by now to hear you. What are you talking about? Well, take a look around. Didn't you have a couple of horses in here? Sure we did. Now, don't move. Either one of you. Gone. Jess! Jess! You might as well save your breath, Bill. He took both saddles and the packs. 
You know where he went? Well, I can guess. Where? When's the last time you saw him this evening? Just before dark. I brought him out some coffee, and he said he was going to try to sleep. Matt, where'd he go? Tell me. There's not much point in holding a gun on us. Not now. Stay back, Matt. Let's have it, Bill. No. Thanks. Well, now, a man can breathe a mite easier without that thing staring him in the face. What's happened to Jess? Tell me. What do you care? You've left him, haven't you? You said you hadn't. Oh, I only came and told you that so you wouldn't get suspicious. Jess caught a bullet in that holdup at Elko. It was bothering him some, and we had to find a place to stay for a while. So you brought him home to the family, huh? And in less than a week, your kid's sister ran away from home. She didn't run away. I sent her into town. And why? What's the difference why? Because Jess was bothering her, is that it? What are you saying? He's always been known for it, Belle. Was that the reason? All right, that was the reason. She's my sister, Matt. And she's only 15. And Jess is your man, huh? Isn't that what you told me when you came to my office? Sure, that's what I told you, but never mind that now. I want to know what's happened to Jess. The same thing that happened to Phyllis, I guess. She checked out of the Dodge house this evening, Belle. Said she was leaving the country for good. What? A man was waiting for her outside. And Jess Kreider left here with two horses. Get him, Matt. Go after him and get him. You know where he might be. Of course I know. I know everything about him. I've had three years to learn, haven't I? All right, then where is he? He'll only ride at night. He'll stop at sunup. There's an abandoned shack about a mile west of where Little Deer Creek runs into the Arkansas. Yeah, I know the place. Well, that's where he'll be. We've used it before. We, we stopped there on our way in. All right, Bill. Uh, that business about your hands being tied, being thrown across the back of Kreider's saddle. That part was true, Matt. All right, Bill. Come on, Chester, let's ride. He might not come out of that shack all day, Mr. Dillon. He will, Chester. They just got here. Those horses are still sweating. He won't leave them standing there saddled for long. It wouldn't be too hard a chore to slip up through that plum thicket there at the back. No. If he fights, I don't want the girl in it. We'll just wait till he comes out. <sighs> Doggone if I can understand women at all, Mr. Dillon. Well, I've had the same trouble myself a time or two, Jester. But why would that nice young girl want to go running off with a murdering outlaw like Jess Kreider? Well, maybe it's more a matter of hitting back at her sister. She's let her hate for Belle build up till it's driven her half crazy, I guess. Somebody's coming out. It's him. Yeah. Easy now. We'll just let him get clear of the cabin. You stay down now. All right, hold it, Kreider. You're under arrest. He's going for his gun. Have it your way. Okay, Chester. Looks like maybe he got out of hanging. Yeah. You killed him! Why should you killed him? Why? Do you know what you've done? I know, fellas. Oh, no, no, you don't. Yes, I do. 
I've kept you from making an even bigger fool of yourself than you already have. Oh, what are you saying? I love him. We were going to be married. Well, we were. Phyllis, you better go home and talk to Belle about that. Oh, Belle. I'll never say a word to her again as long as I live. Now, you listen to me, Phyllis. You've got to get rid of that hate of yours. If you don't, it's going to ruin your life for good. Now, you go home and you talk to Belle and you listen to what she's got to say before you judge her. No, I won't go back. Yes, you will. I can't. Not now. Nobody will ever know about this, Phyllis. I promise you. Jess Kreider was alone when I found him. Now, there's your horse. And he's still saddled. I can't. I don't want to. I know what you need, young lady. You see that plum bush over there? Well, I'm going to cut me a switch off of that, and if you're not out of here in one minute, you're Oh, you you're wouldn't. Go- oh, I wouldn't, huh? Well, you just watch me. A marshal? Yeah? I've been thinking, Marshal. Maybe I'll go home after all. our star, William Conrad. Learn more now, earn more later. That's a motto CBS Radio wishes every college student would paste inside his or her wallet. A lot of those collegiate wallets are a good deal fatter than usual these days, thanks to summertime jobs. And as a result, quite a few young men and women are finding themselves tempted to forget about school this fall and keep on with that job. This isn't such a smart idea as it may seem. It's a plain and simple fact that dropouts from college are less likely to find and keep better-paying jobs. Quit school before you finished, and you're not only cutting down on your chances for a really good job, you're also throwing away thousands of dollars of possible future income. Finish college, get all the education possible, and your lifetime income is many thousands of dollars higher. America needs well-educated young men and women, and the rewards are sure. So if you're wavering now that school's about to open... Don't decide against your future. Go back. And remember, learn more now, earn more later. And now, William Conrad. You know, when men on the frontier were able to prove up some good land, they were usually content. But next week, after building a prosperous ranch, two lifelong friends nearly lose everything, even their lives, because of some side meat and hominy grits. And that was the West. Gunsmoke, produced and directed by Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The script was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield, with editorial supervision by John Meston. The music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Ray Kemper and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Virginia Christine, Ralph Moody, and Sammy Hill. Parley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story on Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke.
That's Gunsmoke from September 9th, 1956, with Bells Back, starring William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon, a show heard on CBS Radio. Gunsmoke, one of the best Western shows of the golden age of radio, and I hope you enjoyed that. Another great Western show that we're going to listen to in our next hour is Have Gun, Will Travel. That will be coming your way. But first, these words. Please salute our brave men and women fighting overseas for their support of the USA. This salute, courtesy of a concerned citizen, John Wadzida, serving the U.S. Postal Service for over 37 years. John Wadzida is on the air saluting our troops. You know what, Lisa? What, Carl? A year from this August, because I want to give our listeners plenty of time. So we're because, talking 13 months. Yeah, 13 months so. from now. So August of 2020, in fact, the first day of August 2020, we are going on a cruise, and I'm excited about it. And who is we? Can we be more specific? Well, you're going to have a cabin. <laughs> yes, I Hopefully am. Hopefully Dan's going to go with he you. Is. He's okay, coming. good. And uh, I will have a cabin. And Curtis is saying he wants to go. Well, I I have to have a really nice cabin, not just like an inside well, stateroom. I need a luxury, a... you know, cabin with a balcony. Absolutely. Well, okay. you know what? We're going on a classic radio cruise to Bermuda. To where? Bermuda. We <laughs> yes, take we out are. of uh, New Bermuda. Bermuda. Did I say bra? You did. Bermuda. <laughs> That's What's right. Up? He's thinking of Bermuda. Oh, he's thinking of a woman's undergarment. Bermuda. Schomburg. <laughs> well, that Schomburg. <laughs> Roger, you could go too, you know, if you want. Well, I I'm, I was already signed up to carry your bags. All right, we well, set sail <laughs> on the. Mine? Uh, huh? <laughs> what about we need my a bags? truck for that? <laughs> no, I'm actually we, a really good packer. We set sail August first, twenty twenty, and our listeners are all invited. You uh, you will be you'll have so much fun. We're going to have a blast. And you know what? Also, we we got a great deal. We oh, have a whole block of rooms. Unbelievable and deal! And the prices start at just eleven ninety nine, which includes gratuities and Wi Fi. It's such a deal. Um, Unbelievable. I couldn't even resist $11.99. $11.99 for a seven-day cruise to yeah. Bermuda. I don't know how you can and do it. And that includes gratuities and Wi-Fi. So uh, check it out. I just you, said that. You can, just, uh, you can, you can uh, book this cruise. There are a limited amount of seats, but you seats. can call. <laughs> or seats? Did I say seats? Yes. Cabins. There's wow. A li- There's a limited amount of seats in Bermuda. <laughs> Roger, I didn't have a lot of sleep. I didn't have a lot of and sleep. And apparently nothing to eat. Why don't you hurry? Up, finish us, go get your pizza um, while I do the news. We're going on a ship. Um, it's an Oceana cruise, and Ooh. the name of the ship is Insignia. And Completely the trip... remodeled the Insignia, Okay, yes. and it's... the trip is called Bermuda Bliss. So we're going to St. George, Bermuda, Hamilton, Bermuda. Is this in your spot, this information? <laughs> it's not. It's called the Classic Radio Cruise. It Th- is, but we're also... Cruise. Well, That's the yes. name of the cruise. No, it's not the name of the cruise. Yes, the name it is. of the cruise. No, it's now. not the name it of the cruise. It is now. <laughs> um, but it's really exciting. It's a very luxurious cruise. Oh, yeah. And um, it's got a spa and eight lounges and bars, a casino. Roger, it has a casino. Right. Well, that's, that's where you're going to be. be. It, there. Yeah. Think about this. It holds 684 guests, and there's 400 professionally trained staff. So if you think about I like that. You know, the one-on-one. Almost one-on-one there. Yeah. So again, starts at 11.99. We hope that you'll come along with us. We'll be talking more about it. And you know why? We just wanted to throw it out there. want to know why we picked Oceana Cruises? Because they're the one best. of the top 
cruise lines for culinary extraordinaire. We, what? Uh, I'm all about culinary. Culinary, culinary extraordinaire. What did I say? Something a little off. I said culinary your, your extraordinaire. Tongue, your tongue got in front of your eye teeth and you couldn't see what you were saying. What, Schauber? So let's just keep going. Oh, man, you've more than made up for what, that Schauber? already. What, You've more than made up for it's, that, Bromuda. It's a very elegant cruise line. <laughs> and it's going to be a very luxurious cruise. Uh, well, you know what? Kristen Keene from Keene Luxury Travel will be a guest no, on our show. No, it's not Kristen Keene. It's Kristen, Kristen Evans, Evans. from Keene Luxury Travel. <laughs> this is going badly, Carl. Can we do this all over again? Let's just, wait, you know Roger, what? back it up. Yeah. Hang on. So, <laughs> let's just roll the tape back and do it all over again. We can't. But here's, it's Kristen Evans. She's from Keene Luxury Travel. Oh. And one thing I do want to let everybody know, because people are She's asking very keen. on the text in line, airfare's not included. No, no, So no, it's no, from no. New York. So yeah. you have to fly to New York. The cruise goes from New York to New York. But you know what? They can help you with a super rate because they buy all kinds of airfare. Oh, they're going to do can, it in a group package, oh, yeah. and we can make that inexpensive. But it does leave from New York, so you do need. All right, to so know that. folks, jot this number down. <laughs> get a pen. No, make and sure I, you get this right. I will Carl. get the number right. <laughs> okay. I promise you. Okay. Jot this number down, folks. You got a pen. Let's give everyone a chance to get a pen. Okay. A pen. Bum 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 bum. This is the Jeopardy theme song. All right, here's the number, 800-856-1155. He got that right. 800-856-1155. That's the number to call. Now, I'm not sure how they... I haven't called the number yet, but I'm, I'm guessing you could leave your name... And telephone number, and then Kristen or one of her staff members will get back to you. But Kristen will be on the air live with us yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to talk more about it tomorrow, but we just wanted to Write this give down. you a heads August up. August 1st, 2020, Oceana Cruises. We're, we're uh, taking off on the Insignia. There we go. And, and it's a classic radio cruise, yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun. Roger, Carl and I will both be there, and um, we'll see how many, uh, we'll see what we can do you know for what, the rest. Roger? <laughs> we're going to do a, a cocktail party to, with all of our uh, guests, and then yeah. we're, we have... Uh, Auditions for classic radio play, Ooh. trivia contests, yeah. all kinds of fun stuff. And yeah. you get to hang out with Lisa and it's Carl. It's going to be a blast. And Lisa and yeah, Carl. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> so once again, the number 800-856-1155. We'd love for you, our listeners, to join us on the classic radio cruise. Bermuda what? Bliss? Bermuda Bliss. It's going to be blissful. It is already blissful. It's going to be lots of fun. Carl, you're blissful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Sure. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Welcome back. Thanks, Roger. Eight minutes after one o'clock in the morning. And by the way, folks, if you want to go to a website to look at uh, our cruise to Bermuda, which goes to two islands in Bermuda, St. George and on Hamilton, right? Yeah. That's correct. Um, all you got to do is go to our website, WGN Radio Theater, WGN Radio Theater, and then just scroll down and you'll see an ad for the cruise. Just click it. It'll take you right to our website that has all of the dates and all the good stuff. It's all there. Yeah, go to WGNRadioTheater.com and you'll see... 
Yeah, the ad for our seven-day Oceana cruise. Yes, yeah, scroll down a little bit. It's uh, it's just a little bit down there, and just click it. All right, well, in this hour, we are going to listen to Have Gun, Will Travel from December 27, 1959, starring John Daner in a show called About Face. That is going to be a great Western adventure. You don't want to miss that. But right now, it's time for our game. Is it real or is it ridiculous? Brought to you by Cat's Pride. Yep, the celebrity is Tom Selleck. And we are going to Magnum P.I. That's right. He's a he's a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be giving away a general admission for two adults and two children to Sycamore Speedway. Uh, Go ahead, Carl. I'm going to see if I can control myself. Okay. Good job. Okay. <laughs> and um, suckering suck attack. There we go. Couldn't handle. Roger. Couldn't do it. I'm nope, OCD there he is. that way. Can't. <laughs> can't. No, right, no. Okay. Suckering, oh wait, better save some plain cheese for me up there. <laughs> All right. So. All uh, right, we're gonna look for caller number three. You can call right now three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred, and we'll be right back. All righty, we've got Ernie on the phone to get a little real or ridiculous. Hey, Ernie. We have Ernie on the phone. Hello. Hi. How hey, are Ernie. you? Well, hello, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Hi, Ernie. How you doing? Well, hello, Carl. All right. Ready to play the game? Why, well, I certainly am. All right. All right. Here we go. It's all about Tom Selleck, and uh, Carl is your helper. All right. So, number oh, one. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, is tell right. me about it. <laughs> in the 1960s, he starred in commercials for Coca-Cola. Real or Ridiculous. I will say ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Although he did, st- he did star in commercials for Pepsi. So there's the sneaky part. She is so. All right, no problem. We're all wolf. good here. Number two, he Lisa won- <laughs> Sneaky Wolf. <laughs> that's how the game is, right, Ernie? That's the name of the game. Number yeah. two, he won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama for Magnum PI in 1984. Real or ridiculous? I would have to say that'd be also ridiculous. I agree. I think he won one though, but it's probably for Blue Bloods. He absolutely did win for Magnum. He sure Ooh. did. Oh. 1984 Magnum PI. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, I so never close. thought that would be like a drama. <laughs> <laughs> well, lead actor in a drama. Yep. Yeah, I guess right. it's a drama. I guess number three, well, he well. played the role of Monica's older boyfriend on Friends. Real oh, or ridiculous? Yeah, absolutely that true. That is absolutely true. That was great. You guys did well. We had great yeah, players tonight. So you did a great job, Ernie. And you are the winner. And you've won general admission for two adults and two children to Sycamore Speedway. It's family-owned since 1963. You can plan your visit now at sycamorespeedway.com. That sounds like a lot of fun. Have you ever been there, Carl? No, I never have. have you? Do you know about that, Ernie? Uh, no, but uh, my brother-in-law, he goes to that all the time out there. Well, now you can invite he, him. He you guys really can have some fun. Yeah, it's guys really go nice together. Place. Be fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot oh, of fun. Well. Have a great time. Let us know how you how you did out there. All right, Ernie. Thanks, buddy. Do that. Enjoy Take the care. show, bud. All right, thank you. All right, Ernie's a big winner, and uh, it is time now for Have Gun, Will Travel. You know, this started, Lisa, as a television show. Yep. 
and then made a transition to radio. It's one of the only... There's a couple shows that did that. My Little Margie was another one. Um, Yeah, on television, Richard Boone played the part of Paladin. He was great. And on radio, they hired John Daner to play the part. Uh, Gene Roddenberry, who created Star Trek, wrote 24 episodes of Have Gun, Will Travel. He was a writer on this series. And uh, it was just a great, great show. Uh, He played Paladin, sort of a soldier of fortune. If you had a problem in the West and you needed that problem solved, you'd go to Paladin. I know where to go. He had a little business card that said, Have Gun, Will Travel, which meant he'd take his gun and solve your problem. But he asked for lots and lots of money. He was. Well, he didn't well, do he things. Was worth it. He didn't do things cheap. No, <laughs> it was a lot. It was like thousands of dollars. That's how I worked. To, too, uh, Carl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, that's how you afford the uh, two or three Learjets you have. Yeah, just just charges two or three a lot of money. In a saw one. All right, this is a show called uh, About Face from December twenty seventh, nineteen fifty nine. Here's John Daner in part one of Have Gun, Will Travel. This situation is so mixed up with Chinese custom, family, and honor, I don't know where to turn. I'm afraid any move I make might endanger Hey Boy's life. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel. Headquarters of a man called Paladin. Huh? Mr. Paladin. Well, hey, boy, what in the world are you doing hiding behind that potted palm? Shh. Ooh. Sorry. Not hide and seek, hey, boy. Oh, it's not frivolous matter, Mr. Paladin. More serious. Is uh, Missy Wong coming down the hallway? No, she turned into the linen room. If you're hiding from her, you can come out now. Oh, good. Uh, Mr. Paladin, may I see you in room, please, for a discussion of most disturbing matter? Why, certainly, hey, boy. Come on. Trouble? Oh, my. Plenty of trouble, Mr. Paladin. Go on in, hey, boy. Oh, yes, sir. Now, what's the idea of trying to dodge Miss Wong? What have you been up to this time? Oh, Mr. Paladin, hey boy cannot come face to face with Miss Wong at this moment. Hey boy confused. Hey boy crushed under a weight of most distressing problem. Oh, come now, can't be that bad. Oh, yes, sir, it's much worse. Yeah, a dizzy letter come from China today for hey boy. Huh? Oh, I see, well... Of course, I could probably make a more intelligent comment if I could read Chinese. Oh, Mr. Paladin, uh, this is letter from Mei Chen, or uh, how you say, uh, go-between? Go-between? Yes, sir. Uh, or the same like the uh, marriage broker. This letter say go-between is come to San Francisco to settle arrangements for a hey boy's marriage. 
to his betrothed. Your marriage to your betrothed? Yes, oh, Mr. Paladin, that's what it says. Well, no wonder you didn't want to face Miss Wong. Hey, boy, do you think you've been exactly fair to her, considering you're engaged to be married to a girl in China? Oh, but, uh, hey, boy, forget all about engagement to marry. Now, wait a minute. An engagement to marry is not the sort of thing that just slips one's mind. Oh, Miss Paladin, you are no understand. Well, shall we try again? Hmm. Marriage contract made when hey boy nine year old. Hey boy don't know girl, never see girl. Parent make deal. Oh, like that. Uh, when hey boy fifteen, he come to America. Oh, so different. Many things happen. He forget. Yes, I He's, see. Uh, hey boy like America. Hey boy like Miss Wong. But uh, now come go between those settle arrangements for marriage in China with girl hey boy never seen. Hey boy must leave America. Uh, hey boy must leave Miss Wong. And oh my. Surely you're not obligated to go through with this thing. Well, here is most distressing problem, Mr. Paladin. Hey, boy, mother, father, now dead. But aunts, uncles, cousins, and girl, girl, father, uh, mother, aunts, uncles, cousins, all live in the same village in China. And hey, boy, must do nothing to make a lose a face. And uh, hey, boy, in pretty pickle, huh? Yeah. You help, maybe? Well, I... I don't know. It's a little out of my line, eh, boy? But I can try, I guess. Oh, thank you, Mr. Paladin. Well, it seems to me, hey, boy, that you're going to have to make a stand. Make a stand? That's right. I realize how important it is to save face and to avoid bringing dishonor to the families, but you'll just have to be firm. What's the girl's name? Uh, uh, her name, uh, May. Her father, Gi Kung. Gi Kung. Any connection with the Gi family here in San Francisco? Oh, yes, sir. Uh-huh. Is it the, the Gi family that controls the Gi Sun Yap Tong? Yes, uh, same family. I guess that's the most powerful Tong in San Francisco's Chinatown. Oh, yes, sir. Well, they can call it a Chinese Mutual Benefit Association, but I guess you know as well as I do that they have their fingers on every underworld activity on the Barbary Coast. Yes, sir. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How about Gi Kum Ho, the Tong hatchet man? Also known as Bloody Pete. Oh, Bloody Pete, he made his brother. Oh. Well, you see, Mr. Paladin, very essential, hey boy, not bring uh, dishonor to family. Oh, yes, I'm beginning to understand. Losing face takes on a new meaning. You tangle with Bloody Pete, and you're apt to lose your whole head. Oh, my. One thing, hey boy, you're going to have to face Miss Wong and explain this whole thing to her. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Can you make the passing grade in driving? In other words, do you know and do you use what you know about safe passing practices? Almost every driver finds it necessary to pass other drivers at times. The problem is doing it safely. Here are some passing tips from the National Safety Council. Be sure there's plenty of time to pass before meeting another vehicle coming toward you. See that no other vehicle is about to pass you. Give a left turn signal for the driver behind and make sure he sees it. Sound your horn for the driver ahead and make sure he hears it. Speed up a little before leaving your lane, not after you get alongside the vehicle you're passing. Don't cut back into the right-hand lane too soon. And always pass on the left, unless the driver ahead has signaled his intention to make a left turn. Pass, friend, but... Do it safely.
pay boy. But when I began to weigh the odds, I was doubtful of success. The opposing force was too strong. 4,000 years of custom and tradition and the most powerful organization in San Francisco's Chinatown. The Gi Sung Yat Tong. Even more discouraging was the fact that Hey Boy's prospective brother-in-law was none other than the high binder known as Bloody Pete, chief of the Tong's professional murderers. I felt I would never fully understand Chinese custom, but I knew all I needed to know about killers. I thought about it all through the night, and in the morning it seemed so hopeless that for a moment I allowed myself to wonder what San Francisco would be like without Hey Boy. It was very depressing. Also, I hated the thought of facing poor little Miss Wong. Come in. Oh. Good morning, Miss Wong. Good morning, Mr. Paladin. All right, clean rooms now? Oh, yes. Yes, of course, Miss Wong. Go right ahead. Miss Wong, you... You seem so light-hearted this morning. Oh, Ita, Miss Wong was so light-hearted. Oh, uh, um... Have you seen Hey Boy? Ita. But did he have a chance to talk to you? Oh, Ita. Regarding a very grave matter? Hey Boy, tell Miss Wong about marriage contract with girl in China. But you, um, uh, Miss Wong... What's the matter, Nothing, I guess, except that it's... It's constantly being brought home to me... Uh, what, Mr. Paladin? You can't figure women. I thought you'd be heartbroken, or at least angry. Oh, you smart man, Mr. Paladin. Hey, boy, smart man. You fix. It's nice you have such confidence in us, but I'm not so sure. Oh, almost forgot. Huh. This letter come for you. Oh, thank you. Let's see. This is from Mr. Sui Lee Tsung. Yes, uh, he go between. Come to make arrangements for Hey Boy. I see now. The illustrious great one who bears noble firearm and whose honorable will it is to journey forth always in benevolence, yet reaping great treasure, would receive the lowly inferior self of Sui Lee Tsung on the fifth day of the seventh moon of the fourteenth year of Kuang Su. Yes, what does that mean? He want to know if a man who have gone will travel will see Mr. Tung week from next Tuesday. Well, why didn't he say so? He did. Oh. Well, I wonder why he wants to see me. All right, that's the first half of Have Gun, Will Travel from December 27, 1959, a show called About Face, starring John Daner. The proud, honorable men and women of our military are sacrificing their lives and their families for our freedom. Please take time to remember and pray for our men and women fighting overseas. This salute, courtesy of Alley 64 Bar and Grill in Palatine. They're the best cup secret in town. Stop by 2001 North Rand Road in Palatine or call 847-934-6408. 847-934-6408. That's Alley 64 Bar and Grill on the air, saluting our troops. All right. Uh, well, Lisa, I have a very, very important question to ask you. I'm listening. I mean, Carl. this is this is this is it. This is really important. Okay. What do you call a cowboy with bad gas? Oh no, um, I would say he's a badass. <laughs> Can you, you can't say, that? say that on the air? Uh oh. Bad gas. 
What? Darn tootin'. <laughs> Roger? How much longer huh? until the show's over? Uh, um, Not for another, like, oh, 30, 32 minutes. 32 minutes. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> All right, here's another one for you. Since really? we've got a minute here. <laughs> what do you call a frog who wants to be a cowboy? Huh, Roger? What do you think? A frog with misguided intentions. No. Did you really think that that could actually be the answer to this to that joke i mean he said it like he actually believed that that could be the answer to the joke like anyone who would laugh at that i don't know what is it what do you call a frog who wants to be a cowboy hop along cassidy oh there you go right right yeah All right all right, maybe I'll maybe I have as one more. As long as the frog's name is Cassidy, you're fine. Right. Yeah, one more for you, but and I'm gonna make you. Hop. I'm gonna make you wait for it, though. Okay. I'm gonna make wait you for it. Wait drool. for it. You're gonna be drooling, uh, waiting for it, Roger. No, that was the pizza. <laughs> that you. was that was good pizza. Hey, by the way, thank Roger, you, thank Roger. You. Roger, uh, Roger uh, bought pizza for everybody. Thanks, Thanks, Roger. My early present to you guys. Thanks, well, Roger. it's Appreciate just you. like less than 24 hours away from your birthday. Yeah, wow. True. Yeah. Ooh, Shantae, yeah. too. 39. It's a big day. Yeah, Shantae, yeah. 39. You guys share the day. Yeah, Roger, 39. Shantae, 29. Less. <laughs> no, a lot less. Shantae's, I think I'm going to guess Shantae's going to be 23. Uh, is that about right? I don't know. Is that about right? How old are you, no? Shantae? She's not going to tell us. She's not going to. All right, we'll ask her later. I'm going to guess oh, 20, 20, 23. That's about the right We'll go with that. We'll I go think with that. So. All right. Uh, all right. Time oh, for, look at that. It's time for the news. It's now. time for <laughs> oh, WGN News. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Hey, Shawberg, are you enjoying these Western shows? By darn tootin' there, partner. <laughs> you are darn tootin'. Yeah. Yeah, this is your down, darn tootin'. <laughs> Oh, wait. Unless wrong What's one. wrong one? Wrong one. I, <laughs> wrong wait, I hit one. the wrong one. Hang on a second. Here you go, Excuse Roger. me. This is <laughs> this is when a cowboy has bad gas. They call it darn tootin'. That's, this is, Why Roger, he's a child. I didn't Please. think this it would be used best. inappropriately. It's called... Is, 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 pull the battery out of it's it. It's called... Yep. I don't think you can take... Well, yeah, yes, I guess Oh, you yes, can. I can. <laughs> it's called sound... I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. Sound bites. Shocker. It comes from Walgreens this is in the, the greatest, Christmas section. This is yeah, the don't, greatest... Don't promote it. Present it that, <laughs> greatest present Lisa has ever given me. I know. It's I know. unbelievable. Other than yeah. the fact There's all kinds she, of... Let's see what this is. Uh-oh. That was right. a cat fight. How about right. this one? It's a whiny cat. Oh, Turn it a, off. That's <laughs> a baby crying. How about this one? Hey, that works for that Westerns. Work, it does. Works for the Westerns. That's true. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 How about don't, 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 don't. I don't know what that was. How many you got on You're wasting the batteries. So I don't think you Let can him waste it. the battery right <laughs> now. This is. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah, that one's a little off. Yeah. So do, you remember that, do you remember that toy? Roger, you spin the thing and you pull yeah, the string and, and it, the it does all the different sing, farm yeah. animal sounds. That came way after I was What around. was that called? It's like the farm animal sounds or something. You pull yeah, the string Mattel. with your finger. It was, it was Mattel. Mattel. yeah. You put your finger in that little white circle and you <laughs> you put your oh stop it and you pull the string i never put my finger animal. in it you have 
to. Oh, no. Come on, you guys. You don't put your finger in it. You what just you pull put the it? string. You put your finger in it and you pull it. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, you just made no, You just a, made Nick's exactly. uh, inappropriate. You know what? Yes. You guys just have dirty minds. That's well, all. That's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Here, done. Put with your you finger too. in it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm done with you. <laughs> and you. <laughs> uh, she's had enough of us, Roger. I'm out of here. Took her long enough. <laughs> Took me about four and a half years, but I'm out of here. <laughs> you can pick your friends. Yeah. But you can't pick your friends. Well, how's that go? You can pick your <laughs> nose. <laughs> you can pick your nose. But you can't pick your friend's nose. That's what, that's what you did He's with your so finger. He's so good at ruining jokes, no. isn't he? Speaking oh, of Roger. jokes, I got you know, one more. To, you're going to have to write these down before you can. I got one more. Seriously. What? One more, and then oh, we'll get back to please. have them all All right. Okay. Come on, Carl. Where do cowboys cook their Where? meals? Where do they cook their meals? Uh, yeah, I give up quickly. Uh, on the range. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was the, a and say Somebody the, texted in. What? Thank you. and say That's what it was called. Yeah. Where you remember the sit and spin? Remember that? Yeah, but that's a different. That's toy. a totally different toy. <laughs> this is a C and say. Thank you. I still remember my C and say. When I was a kid, I had a big wheel, and that man. You had a big that what? Was like the big wheel. You know the big wheel. Yeah, yeah that was a Mattel. That, that was, was also Mattel, a Mattel big wheel. Yeah, and it had uh, the big wheels. It had like a uh, little fringe hanging from the from the handlebars. Yeah. Fringe. That was extra. Whatever it was, that cost extra. The but fringe. Yeah. I had a big wheel, and man, that was cool. I had a big wheel. Oh, you had everything. Everybody had a big wheel. Lisa had all everything. She had How operation. Do you know? Did you know me? She had Changa. <laughs> no, I still have. Jenga. But she had her own telephone. Any kid back in the '60s that had their own telephone, oh yeah, you know they were, you know, they were yeah, pretty sure. important. They were doing pretty good mm. for That's themselves. Right. I didn't That's have right. my own telephone. We had one phone in the whole house. There was like 14 of us. One phone. <laughs> and you all lived and in one, one bathroom and one bed. We had one bathroom. I walked uphill to and Just from with school. With no shoes on. Well, was it no, like I had 10 shoes. Miles? I had 20 shoes, miles? but I had paper in them. Right. I took newspaper right. and put them in there because I had I holes in my did. shoes. And I had to walk oh, uphill to and from school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about okay. that. All right. I'll keep thinking Ready about that. Ready for the conclusion now? Please. Have gun, will. Travel. On Tuesday, the fifth day of the seventh moon of the fourteenth year of Kuang Su, I served tea to the lowly inferior self of Sui Li Tsung. Mr. Tsung was a short, round man with a smooth, plump face and shrewd eyes. He wore an elaborate purple brocade robe and carried a delicate ivory fan in his small, dimpled hand. The fan fluttered continuously as he talked, and he talked a great deal. But as the afternoon wore on, I wondered when he was going to say something. Ah, excellent tea. This pitiable one is indeed honored to be at one time know the pleasure of such a cup of tea and to realize its pleasure in the presence of the esteemed one. Uh, uh, May I fill your cup, Mr. Sung? No, thank you. The great one of benevolent travel has been the given of vast treasure, to have permitted this unworthy to share his costly time thus far. Oh, well, I'm sorry you have to be leaving. Alas, the joy of such a meeting, rare and precious as it is, must, like all good things, come to an end. Deplorable one that I am. What? 
So entranced was I with the delight of each passing moment partaken in the presence of the noble one that this poor muddlehead has experienced a lapse of memory. But now it comes to me, a matter to bring to the great one's attention. Sit down, Mr. Soon. So, now maybe we'll get to the point. I beg your pardon? What's on your mind? I'm sure you didn't ask to come up here today so we could have a cup of tea together. If the Great One will only allow this unworthy uh, Please, Mr. Tsung, Mr. Tsung, I don't wish to be rude, but if the unworthy one doesn't wish to waste any more of the Great One's costly time, let's stop all this nonsense and get down to business. Now, what do you want? Very well, to business. We will discuss conditions of the wedding of Kim Chang. Hey, boy. Ah, yes, hey, boy, uh-huh. the small name by which he is known to you. Now, you, as his benefactor... Benefactor? I'm his friend. We will assume that as his friend, you will in this case wish to place yourself in the position of benefactor as well. Now, there's the matter of the prescribed wedding gifts you're offering in the tradition to the family of the bride. Well, I don't understand, Mr. Sung. Is it according to tradition to go outside the immediate family in this case? Gi Kung, father of the bride, is generous enough to allow you as benefactor to share in their rejoicing. I see. Mei is the only daughter of Gi Kung. In view of this fact, he feels that besides the conventional ceremonial gifts, there should be an offering of substantial reality. How substantial? I believe he estimates in American dollars... 5,000 would be of sufficient substance. Well, Mr. Sung, it is more than kind of Gi Kung to permit me to take part in this happy occasion and to share in his rejoicing to the amount of a $5,000 donation. But, you see, I'm opposed to this marriage. And if there's anything I can do to stop the ridiculous thing, I will. Oh, my. That would be most unwise. The Gi family is a proud one. They could not bear the loss of face. May I humbly suggest it would be far more prudent to accept Gi Kung's indulgent offer. More prudent? What do you mean? Are you acquainted with Gi Kong Ho of your city? You mean Bloody Pete? Yes. He is so devoted to his only sister. I am afraid he would feel the necessity to avenge any dishonor brought to her. That sounds pretty much like a threat. As an Occidental. You would never understand. I don't know, Mr. Sung. I believe a deal like this is recognized all over the world as blackmail. When I mentioned blackmail to Sui Lee Sung, he merely smiled, bowed his head a couple of times, fluttered his fan and assured me that the lowly one's soul had known a feast in the time spent in the illustrious one's presence or something like that, and he left. He apparently felt we had reached an agreement. As a matter of fact, I wasn't quite sure myself. The whole thing was so outrageous, I was confused. Several weeks passed, and we heard nothing from the Gee family. I was getting anxious. Hey, boy was getting pale and thin. Only Miss Wong seemed undisturbed. You not finish your breakfast, Mr. Paladin. I don't have much appetite. The situation with Hey Boy seems to me I should be doing something. Oh, poor Hey Boy. Well, I'm at a loss, Miss Wong. I'm afraid any move I make may endanger Hey Boy. Bloody Pete, bad man. Well, 
Even if I faced him, there'll still be the rest of the Gi Sung Yap Tong to uphold the honor of the family. I can't fight them all. Mr. Paladin, you fool around with all customs. You have to fight all China. You believe in this stuff, Miss Wong? Miss Wong, Chinese girl. Miss Wong understand, but Miss Wong raised in missionary school. Miss Wong think different. You don't seem to be as upset about all this as we are. Miss Wong know one thing. Girls, girls, boys, boys. Well, yes. I've been aware of that for some time. Hey, boy, not see girl in China. He not want to marry. He like Miss Wong. Yeah. Girl in China, Nazi hey boy. Maybe she not want to marry. Maybe she have boyfriend. Oh, Miss Wong, as I understand, it doesn't work that work way. That no, way. no. Chinese girl wouldn't dare go against her parents' wishes in a case Why? like this. That, no, that would really bring disgrace on the family. Uh, sometimes Chinese girl do, Miss Paladin, sometimes. Well, I don't think it's anything to depend on. We wait and see. Mr. Paladin, Miss Paladin. Uh, well, that's hey boy. Come in, hey boy. Oh, Mr. Paladin. What's the matter? Downstairs, in lobby, come uh, this way. Bloody Pete, Sui Li Xiong, many men carry baskets on shoulders. Oh, many things. You mean they're coming up here? Yes, sir. Well, uh, don't worry, hey boy. They wouldn't dare start anything here in the hotel. Oh. I can't see what reason it. Well, anyway, I'd better have my gun ready. Oh, thank you already, Mr. Paladin. Well, we'll see what they have to say. All right now, you just stand back, both of you. Mr. Sung? Most illustrious one, I come with bowed head to your door as escort to the first son of the House of Gi who walks in shame to this meeting. What are you talking about? May we enter? Oh. All right. But just you, Sung, and the first son of the House of Gi here, your gang can stay outside. All right, now, what's on your mind? Kim Ho of the afflicted House of Gi wishes to prostrate himself at the feet of Chang of the noble House of Kim, family name of the one you call Hey Boy. Ta Pu, Asien, Oshin Chen. Look at that. I never thought I'd see the day Bloody Pete would be kneeling in front of Hey Boy. What did he say? He said, I'm not a human being. Very sad thing to say. Oh, Mr. Paladin, uh, what happened? I'm not sure, hey boy. What's the meaning of this, Tsung? The House of Gi mourns the loss of its only daughter. Hey boy's betrothed? You mean she's dead? She is dead to the House of Gi. She has brought shame and dishonor to her family and brought a great wrong to bear on Kim Chang, whom you call hey boy. How? Word has come that she has in disgrace deserted her home to secretly marry an unworthy from the next province. Oh... Indeed. What humiliation. And how does the House of Gi propose to restore a face to the House of Kim? The House of Gi grovels in the dust and begs that Chang of the House of Kim will in grace accept the gifts the bears hold. May I ask them to enter? You mean all those men out there have presents for Hey Boy, whom you call Kim Chang? Yes. Sure, bring him in. You might as well tell Pete there he can get up now. What a windfall, hey boy, all those gifts. Oh, yes. Who oh, you, Mr. Paladin? Oh, my. He, uh, hey boy, I'm plenty confused. Well, so am I. 
about one thing. Miss Wong. Yes, how does it happen you were able to call a turn on this thing? Oh, well. Oh, come on. I know girls are girls and boys are boys. Yes, and you had it figured May had a boyfriend someplace, but no, there has to be more to it than that. Now, what? Mr. Paladin, you know cousin to Miss Wong named Sun Yap? Don't believe I do. Well, Sun Yap, nice boy, but most ugly boy ever lived. Uh-huh. Well, Miss Wong sent picture of Sun Yap to Chinese girl, right on him, hey boy name. <laughs> so she thought it was a picture of hey boy? Oh, yeah. Miss Wong only take chance, but Miss Wong think maybe Chinese girl rather lose face than spend all our time with face of Sun Yap. See? Oh, good, please, must get to work. Women. Oh, it's so miserable. Women. Brother, this miserable cold and my sinuses. Haven't you heard about Dristan? Dristan decongestant tablets not only help drain all eight sinus cavities, critical areas of colds infection, but circulating through the blood, Dristan reaches all congested areas. In one fast-acting, uncoated, three-layer tablet, Dristan, for the first time, combined a decongestant to shrink all swollen membranes, relieve pressure and pain. An exclusive anti-allergent to help keep breathing passages dry and clear. Pain relievers to ease body aches, reduce fever. Vitamin C to help build body resistance. This is Dristan. Today, Dristan is widely imitated, but the exclusive Dristan formula cannot be duplicated. For real relief from cold's misery and sinus congestion, there is nothing, nothing like Dristan decongestant tablets. Have Gun, Will Travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed in Hollywood by Frank Paris and stars John Daner as Paladin, with Ben Wright as Hayboy, Virginia Gregg as Miss Wong, and Edgar Barrier as Sui Litsung. Tonight's story was specially written for Have Gun, Will Travel by Anne Dowd. This is Hugh Douglas inviting you to join us again next week when CBS Radio presents Have Gun, Will Travel. That is Have Gun, Will Travel from December 27th, 1959, About Face, starring John Daner with participating sponsors as heard on CBS. Let's take a quick break, then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. All right, well, we did not play Hop Along Cassidy. Uh, He's uh, hopping back onto the shelf, as we said earlier, but... 
we are going to have an hour-long Lux Radio Theater presentation uh, starring jo- uh, John Wayne. Well, let me tell you, partner, we got John Wayne tomorrow, and uh, and she wore tonight. a yellow <laughs> ribbon. Yeah, tonight when we come back here. How many hours? It's uh, about uh, tw- uh, 21 that's about right. Yeah, I know. I think that is right. Thanks. Gosh, I think she's always right. Gosh darn with it. With auto light. Right. Always light. Good night. Wait, always right Good night. with auto with light. Yeah, do it, Lisa. Where are you guys going again? What? Bermuda. <laughs> Bermuda? We're going to tie We're a yellow ribbon around Bermuda. the old tree. Bermuda. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. Bermuda. Bruh. 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 <laughs> Will you stop? You guys pick on me so much, <laughs> folks. They pick we on me. They do gang it because up on he me. gives it out. He they dishes pick, it out. You got it. You're willing to take it, Carl. Yeah. You think he's all listening on air? They pick on me. Office. That's for sure. Listener, yeah. my listeners, they pick on me. Carl's rough on us. We have to be able to they dish it right back so out. So mean to me. Yeah, you sound like it. I need that's, support. That's Carl's sad voice. Sympathy. I need some sympathy. <laughs> Sorry, sympathy. Carl needs some sympathy. Fuckering fuckatash. And he's on the radio, too. <laughs> Fuckering fuckatash. Oh, my God. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun when we come back here. An hour-long Lux. They, Lux was the... That was the bomb. Yeah, the you premiere. Know. Lux was the probably the most... Well, it was the most expensive show. They say that the Lux... You ready for this, Roger? You may know this. They yeah. were they, they estimate that Lux, back then, in the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. averaged for that hour around $100,000. Can you imagine that back then? Mm-hmm. That's like sure. well over a million dollars. But then when you think about it, TV shows today, an hour-long show, multi-millions of dollars, oh, sure. several millions of dollars. Sure. So it really kind of makes sense because you figure 100000 back then was like two, a million and a half to two million now. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but think about that. Lux soap was spending like two million dollars to put mm-hmm. on an hour long show. But you know what? It brought in the the, right. the listeners. You got to sell right. a lot of soap to cover That's that. That's a lot of soap. It's right. a lot of soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But they they did. It was the one of the most listened to shows and one of the best uh, sort of an extravaganza. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hear that when we come back. Good Western John Wayne starring. Uh, in a terrific episode um, tomorrow or tonight. 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 And we've got a couple birthdays to celebrate, so we're yeah. going to have a party. All right. Um, Dave Plyer's coming in here. Yep. He's got, what do we? What does Dave yep. have on the show? Oh, you've been hearing the promos all night and all day. Uh, Mick Jones. I don't, I don't listen. From Foreigner. I don't listen. I have too many <laughs> things going on. show? No, I've got too many buttons. i got buttons and bows. Well, buttons the and bows. He's got bows in his hair and buttons on his buttons and bows. Pants. What is he doing? Uh, Mick Jones from Foreigner. All right, joining us on the phone, and then uh, Anderson's Candy is one of Dave's favorite uh, ah, yeah. local yes. candy chocolate shops. They're mm-hmm. celebrating their one hundredth anniversary. You know so what? That Anderson Candies—they're really sweet. It's always a good time for candy, don't you think? Yeah. You can always come up with a great reason for candy. Chocolates Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk to them, too. All right. Sounds good. Dave Plyer up next.